0: Live at Country 104 right now, it is Sons of Daughters. Uh, You can find them at sonsofdaughters.com, also at Sons of Daughters if you're looking for social media. Uh, You might know them from CTV's The Launch. Jimmy and Crystal here, and thank you so much for
1: coming in. Nice, dude.
0: This is uh, great to see you. And so uh, let me just say a couple things here. Uh, Boots and Hearts, Cavendish, CMA Fest. Uh, your summer's been no fun at all. I'm assuming no right fun, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible been boring. times. Nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, describe your summer uh, to fans who don't get to participate in so many events. What's it been like? Seems like it's pretty busy to me.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's like on the go. We're always on the go, which we love. I think we really like being busy. Uh, Cavendish and Boots was our first time playing festivals ever. So it was super exciting and, be like, meet all the fans and play with musicians on the stage. Like, we're, we've always been an acoustic duo, so it was, like, really exciting to, like, run around with wireless microphones. And, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit,
0: I wouldn't have expected that you hadn't played festivals before because I get the vibe that you guys have been in music for a long, long time now. Yeah. Yeah. We've
2: been doing it for a while. And this band's been together for about five years. But we did... Like, right when we moved down to Nashville, we went underground, essentially. We were writing songs and getting everything kind of ready to go. And we started working with Ron, got management, and then a booking agent. So, yeah, you're right, man. This has been a busy like, summer, but it's been something we've been waiting for for about three years. Mm -hmm. I feel like the
0: groundwork is really being laid this summer while you're doing these festivals. You're getting the festivals under your belt, but you're also testing material in front of live audiences and just getting your bass ready, right? Like, there's a lot of work behind the scenes for country stars.
1: Oh, for sure. And, like, we've been—we're from Vancouver, British Columbia, but we've been in Nashville for the last four years just writing and writing and developing, discovering our sound as a duo, really, really locking in our vocals and our harmonies and— and all that kind of stuff. And we've just started releasing music starting June. So we've... Uh, since June, July, August, we release music to like Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. And then the first single's coming out at the end of this month.
0: I'm very excited about that because yeah. I heard it on Spotify the other nice, day. Man. It's hey. pretty cool to be added to a playlist like that right off the hop, right? Big oh man, time. The support's
1: yeah. been crazy. I think that's what... It's, we've been working so hard behind the scenes and like developing and creating that strong foundation so that when now that all this stuff starts happening, hopefully it lands.
0: But this is the hard part because you get to work so long on crafting the perfect release... But now you're in the public eye, and then what do you do?
1: Right.
2: Write the next record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do it again. A lot less time
0: to do that, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why you yeah. get started now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's talk about the singles since you jumped in there. Uh, quickly, I will tell people who haven't uh, heard your sound yet, maybe on the launch or, or seen you live, uh, that your Twitter feed describes you as Stevie Nicks, meets Keith Urban. And the songs, I, I kind of think, fit that. So I've heard What If We Stay and the one on Spotify right now, which you did uh, July 27th, which is ain't going to be long, lonely long. Uh, I think they fit. Is you find the description still apt on your Twitter feed, or does it need to be changed?
1: I th- I think it still fits. I think you could say a whole bunch of things, yeah. really, and it would work. I think Stevie Nicks works for that kind of more old-school vibe. I think people uh, compare me to Stevie Nicks sometimes with my voice. And then I think the Keith Urban comes in with the with that pop production and that kind of, like, commercial sound today.
0: So there are there any rumor songs ever make it into the set? Because I would love to hear that.
1: Not yet. No? <laughs> I can do most of them.
0: Do the changes in <laughs> yeah. the middle of the song Like the set we, somewhere? I would
1: love to add in, like, some landslide What did dreams. we do?
0: We did one. We did that. Uh, oh,
1: we did secondhand news. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, we did do that.
0: I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac guy. I'm a huge Keith Urban guy. So when I read the Twitter, I'm like, "Ooh, look who's coming <laughs> <in today. laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Uh But uh, so let's talk about the music itself and the single that you do have coming to radio that people are kind of previewing right now with Spotify. Ain't gonna be lonely long. Tell us about the song, how it kind of came about.
2: Yeah. So we. Uh, so in Nashville, like our a lot of our days look like this. Like uh, you book a write for eleven o'clock. We showed up and uh, we were writing with our friends um, Travis and Gavin that day. So we got in a room and we just, I think it took about three hours to write this, that, that song. And Sounds like you are on a roll. Yeah, usually it's like you kind of get a four hour window and it's kind of weird with Nashville. Like you're expected to finish a song. And usually we do, not that that's the only way to do it, but this day was like, yeah, we came in around three hours, wrote the tune and then it sat there. We, we kept playing it live and it would go over well, but it sat there and sat there and sat there for a while. And uh, then we were going through, like, literally hundreds of songs. What should we record? And it made it right up to the top of the list again, so we decided to do that. And Go with that one, eh? Just, yeah, mm-hmm. we just produced it, and it's exciting to to hear and see what people think of it.
0: Uh, two things. One, I've never been to Nashville, but I've heard the stories, and I find these writing parties that, like, like it's a nine-to-five job that everybody's got. I find mm-hmm. them, uh, for lack of a better word, weird. Like, how do mm-hmm. you write music in an industrial kind of like a like a like a assembly line kind of situation.
1: It's almost like speed dating. Yeah, you know? it kinda it's feels like that way. it's kind of like blind dates too. Like it's you show up sometimes. Sometimes you know the person you've written with them a ton, and the reason you keep writing with them is because you have this natural chemistry. And every time you sit with each other, you're just like ah, oh, I love that, love that. And you you go and you write a song. And sometimes you've never met them before, so you kind of like sit down, kind of like what we're doing now. Yeah. It's kind of like sit down, you talk, you get to know each other, and then sometimes within that hour of conversation or so, you get a song idea comes to your mind. Or you already have something that you're going to bring to the table. And it's it's just that. It's like these people, and now kind of including ourselves, we've been doing it for four years, you just kind of know the way it works. You just like you sit down and it's creative writing and you just write a song. It's just the, the way it works there.
0: I find it so interesting yeah, that it's, it's that's possible to be done.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And some people can like love doing it. Like Jim can write seven songs a week, you know, do it seven days a week. Sometimes he'll book doubles. And like I did at the very beginning as well, but I need a bit more space between rights. I'm yeah. like, I'm good with like the the three to four a day I think or a, a week kind I, of thing. That's a day,
2: that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I sorry. think, yeah, I agree. Like I think Nashville's like, um, it's got like a f- kind of a system in place and it's not the only way to write a song, right? Like you can write a song, take a year to write one or write it in 30 minutes, but they've got this like, the corridor thing that you're talking about, like the yeah. assembly line, yeah. I think the only redeeming thing about it down there is that they're at, these you, they're kind of endearing houses on Music Row that you'll uh, write in. Okay. So they're kind of like these old school houses that feel like you're in somebody's living room, mm-hmm. which gives a bit better of a vibe. Smart, so it's, yeah. Like mm-hmm.
0: Sneak in the the relaxed vibe to exactly. Because like, to me, writing is two in the morning after six beers. That's right. the, That's what music has always <laughs> right. been to me, right? <laughs> yeah. So nothing I find wrong it with that. Weird that you wake up at nine a.m. and you got to go write something. That's right. right. That's yeah. what night writes are for. Okay. The night. Those right, exist still. The, yeah. The okay, night writes
1: like the five o'clock, six o'clock start. You have like beers bring a bottle of wine and see what happens
0: so writing is a very collaborative process but production can either be heavy on one side the other or collaborative you guys are working with brad hill mm-hmm. who has worked with brothers osborne and uh, Marin morris describe mm-hmm. uh, the relationship with brad right now is he is he kind of taking the reins do right. you lead
1: him well jim uh jimmy and brad co-produced those three songs oh, together fantastic. and just as a spectator like from what i saw is they just had from from the very start had a very similar vision um, like the producer kind of acts as like the the, the extra band member in a way, because they can if they want, and they can really take it like in a whole other direction or add their flavor, which we couldn't have done on our own. Mm. Uh, but Brad and Jim just had like a very similar vision and like worked so well together. It seemed like very effortless.
2: Yeah, it was, there was a lot of scenarios where we were finishing each other's sentences in terms of like, hey man, I think we should do, it. and oh, you want, like this? Yeah, that's like that's that. That's it, yeah. And same, yeah, like, I think we all work really well together. There's a good energy in the room. This I never once looked at Crystal, and she was like, no, that's not it. Like, we were all always, I find, like, musically, we always arrive at, mm-hmm. especially with Crystal and I, because we, I mean, our, our agreements have to go outside of the studio as well, right? They're in. You know agreeing on where we're going to go, where we're going to eat, how we're going to get to somewhere, what car we're going to rent. Uh, we usually, for the most part, agree on a lot of stuff naturally. Mm-hmm. You're lucky, we mm-hmm. do, it we could do have worse than yeah, that. Yeah, we do have our battles, but it's mm-hmm. uh, musically, we've always kind of figured it out and it's
0: it's mm-hmm. come That's the key point, right? You've got the, that's the main meat and potatoes, and you just got to figure out the other stuff it's like raising children.
1: You guys have to have you have to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I like that you guys are on the same page, and I like that you, at least to me. Uh, are seemingly open to this uh, suggestion that people are offering to improve the music, uh, whether you would agree or not. Like, I was watching uh, this six-minute kind of introductory video for the launch when you guys were on it, and one of the judges had said something about uh, too much chorus or something. Like, did you, do you remember that part? The judge kind of said something along the lines of too much harmony or something like that. Not yeah, right. too, too much harmony, harmony all the time. Right, that. And I thought at the time, I was like, well, that seemed rude to say, and right. they've been working on this the whole time, and they show up to these judges, but you guys immediately went, oh, course correction, and thank you for the... Right. It just seems that you're uh, open to... Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I
2: remember in that show, Dan Huff, the producer, um, who's, like, one of my heroes, like, he was saying, he complimented us and was like, yeah, that's one of the biggest things about you guys is you're so malleable. We're mm-hmm. we able, we able to move. Like, Crystal and I come from such different places musically. I mean, we've been, Crystal was in a band called Jackalope, which was like an industrial pop band. That's fun. Yeah, back Mm -hmm. in the day. (laughs) And like, I've done lots of different stuff from pop to like, I was in a heavy metal band, my last band. And like, so we bring a lot of influences into us, into country. And I think you have to be flexible and and malleable to be able to like fit it all within.
0: I think you have to be that just in country music nowadays, because we're all wearing so many hats. Country music has changed so much that to me, sometimes it's almost like 90s rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense oh, when I say no, that? Oh no, dude, I think you're so on point with that Yeah, the mm-hmm. 90s
2: rock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like uh oh man, like I've been hearing that so much in in music r- lately. Like the '90s thing, it was like for a while. It was like that '80s sort of sound with like the arpeggiated bass lines, yeah, and yeah. you know what I mean. But now I feel like a lot of songs that are coming out are kind of like throwbacks to the '90s. So when you said that, I just totally connected. Mm-hmm. It
0: just feels that way, and I love that the country music stars of today have all these different influences. You electro pop, you uh, the heavy metal side. Mm-hmm. Me, I come from a hip hop background. Yeah, like, totally. And th- and that's what country music it kind of is nowadays. The hard part to me is that we all have to play under the same umbrella. Right. You ever notice that? Like out in Vancouver, you got a couple of rock stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. only got one country station, though. You know? right. Yeah. right. And we all got to play and we all got to fit together. And yep. somehow Stapleton has to go with Florida Georgia Live right. when they're completely different. But right? what a nod
2: to our genre, right? Oh, like yeah. in country, yeah, yeah. we're so accepting of all different styles. And I just think that's an amazing... I feel really lucky to be in country at this time. Like some people will be negative about it and be like, oh, you know, country used to be better or this and that. I'm like country is like... I'm so... I think it's the coolest thing in the world that you can come... Like a heavy metal background, a hip hop background, and come in and makes make something of your you know in within Absolutely. within country. That's such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's
0: it's a it's a melting pot right now for sure. So if, if you uh, charted out your career for us right now, where do you end up on the country spectrum? Where do you see yourselves? Where what who are artists that you would like to be similar to? I suppose, mm-hmm. it, or maybe no one. Maybe you want to blaze your own path. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think there's so many people you can... Would you think of yourselves to. as
0: more of uh Sugarland, like a Jennifer Nettles, Christian Bush kind of duo? Right. Or would you be more of a, a Zach Brown band Mimus about twelve members type thing? You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? exactly. Right.
1: Yeah, probably like I guess we could take from either or like I've yeah. always kind of I loved um, Little Big Town. You know, because they're they're musically so inclined, their harmonies are incredible, they have a great big underground scene as well, but they also have those smash Smash commercial hits, yeah, right, because I think we have a little bit like we have a bit of Chris Stapleton in us where we have songs that are not focused for radio but they they get so much attention to the live show. Uh, but then we do have the songs that are like commercially, um, digestible, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we could, but that's why I always like Little Big Town because I would think, or like Brothers Osborne or that kind of thing, Who Where are they the just best. have this underground realness to them, but they do have the commercial hits, so they're kind of like accessible to everybody.
2: I think there's longevity in that. I think you're talking about the career, like moving forward and stuff, like years down the road. I think that's what keeps you in the game is being able to have that sort of classic thing that you do that's the thread through your career, but also have your finger on the pulse, right? Like, you know, like we both love pop music, man. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. there's, there's nothing wrong with like you know adding some like current kind of production flavors to your music, and then on the next record doing something a little different. You know what I mean?
0: I love it. I could talk music all day. We have other <laughs> things to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, so let's get to the timeline. The single is out at the end of the month. What are fans looking at here? Yeah,
1: it drops uh, September 26th, Whew, and It's, uh, it's, it's going to be lonely, long. Yeah, it's coming up.
0: We can't wait, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, why? I mean, obviously you've been sitting on a while, like a proud yeah. dad. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's like just the, you know, we've been waiting for a long time, right? Yeah. And, uh, but I'm also just really excited about the song. I think it's, uh, I think it kind of, I don't know, it speaks to me. I hope it speaks to other people and it's mm. a lot of fun to play. And I just can't wait just just to see people singing it back. We have this thing, we've been on tour with this band called Bird Talker in the States.
0: Absolutely. You're going out on the road with them again soon? Yeah, we got yep. the
2: third part of that leg. But like, that's one of the songs that when we like, some of the people that, you know, the song's not released yet. So a lot of people, we can assume, don't know the song. So... You know, in the middle of that tune, we do this like sing-along part, and hearing people singing back to a song that's just so brand new, I just can't wait to see that at, at a larger scale.
0: You guys are so nice. Thanks so much for coming in today. <laughs> oh, dude, we thank think you. This man. has been a lot of fun. Uh, just to uh, wrap things up here, uh, the launch. Uh, which was, uh, you know, not uh, the formative years but a great thing for your career. I just uh, happened to notice in my research that season two was coming up. Do they reach out to former artists and bands? Have you heard from them to come in for a mentor role? I up? didn't hear from anybody. No? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crystal's wonder... like, no,
0: me neither. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe we need like 10 or 9 more seasons than then the 10th yeah, right? anniversary. Remember when or, right, or whatever. Exactly. Right, Where are they now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. either way, congratulations on all the success. Uh, the Canadian Country Music Association awards this past uh, week Weekend. We saw you everywhere for those. Uh shout out to your uh, songwriter series and you guys did the luncheon too.
1: Yeah, that uh, was great job. Great time. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's just good putting your best foot forward and and, and getting in front of people, right? So yeah. totally yeah. Well thanks for being a part of the country music scene thanks We appreciate for having it. Us. Thank you, man. We got Sons of Daughters here again. Find them on social media, Sons of Daughters. Uh that's online for all social media feeds. They've also got SonsOfDaughters.com, Crystal and Jimmy in the house. And just a reminder, their voices together sound like they came from the same womb, according to ACDC. Ryan Johnson. So thanks, guys. Thank you, brother. <laughs> hey, I had to end on that one. That's good. That's so good. good, That's good. So good.
1: Oh. So-